Welcome to Mary Queen of Peace Parish as we celebrate the fourth Sunday of Easter. A special welcome is extended to those who are visiting with us today and to anyone returning home to our parish community. You are always welcome here. After filling in as Interim Director of Music Ministry since July, we are happy to announce that Bill Brinzer has accepted the position as Permanent Director of Music Ministry. Thanks and our congratulations to Bill. We look forward to what you have planned for our music ministry. Volunteers will be outside the church after Mass collecting for Genesis of Pittsburgh. Genesis provides programs and services at no cost to pregnant women, mothers, and their children. Tickets for our $1,000 raffle and our Super Baskets raffle may be purchased after Mass outside of church. Though the formal requirement for masking has been lifted, we invite you to make your own choice to continue masking and or social distancing while we currently face an uptick of COVID cases again, both in the county as well as in our own parish community. Assisting us today as our electors are Nathan Wallish and Mary Pakatinskas. Our altar server is Paul Kuchta. Your cantor is me, Serena Tamburino. Our organist is Steve Steinbeiser. And our celebrant is Father Michael Stump. Let us all now stand, if you are able, for the entrance procession and join with each other in singing our opening hymn, For the Beauty of the Earth, number 633 in the Blue Hymnal. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. And with your spirit. Good evening, everyone. As we're continuing to celebrate Easter and the Easter season and the risen one among us, God's people, we're celebrating this fourth Sunday and, of course, always uh, this weekend, we're not always the fourth Sunday, but this weekend, secularly, we're also celebrating our mothers, thanks be to God. So as we gather, we entrust ourselves to the mercy of God that's poured forth into our lives, our hearts, our world, that that mercy may truly transform us to grow in the self-giving love of Christ Jesus. 
Lord Jesus, you lived, you died, you rose to new life. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you send your spirit among us to strengthen us and encourage us. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the good shepherd that leads us to your kingdom. Lord, have mercy. mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us of our sin, and bring us to everlasting life. Gathering our prayers together, let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, lead us to share in the joys of heaven so that the humble flock 
may reach where the brave shepherd has gone before. For he lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Paul and Barnabas continued on from Perga and reached Antioch and Pisidia. On the Sabbath, they entered the synagogue and took their seats. Many Jews and worshipers who were converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who spoke to them and urged them to remain faithful to the grace of God. On the following Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. When the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and with violent abuse contradicted what Paul said. Both Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and said, it was necessary that the word of God be spoken to you first, but since you reject it and condemn yourselves as unworthy of eternal life, we now turn to the Gentiles. For so the Lord had commanded us, I have made you a light to the Gentiles, that you may be an instrument of salvation to the ends of the earth. The Gentiles were delighted when they heard this and glorified the word of the Lord. All who were destined for eternal life came to believe, and the word of the Lord continued to spread throughout the whole region. The Jews, however, incited the women of prominence who were worshipers and the leading men of the city, stirred up a persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their territory. So they shook the dust from their feet and protest against them and went to Iconium. The disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. He created us. 
A reading from the book of Revelations. I, John, had a vision of a great multitude which no one could count from every nation, race, people, and tongue. They stood before the throne and before the Lamb, wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. Then one of the elders said to me, These are the ones who have survived the time of great distress. They have washed their robes and and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, they stand before God's throne and worship him day and night in his temple. The one who sits on the throne will shelter them. They will not hunger or thirst anymore nor will the sun or the heat strike them. For the lamb who is in the center of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to springs of life-giving water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. The word of the Lord. Thanks be God.
Be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can take them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one can take them out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. One of the positive effects in my life of navigating this pandemic is I've probably remained or have become closer to uh, family and some friends than I ever have before, particularly I want to say my family. I probably keep in touch with uh, my mom and dad, my siblings more now than I have in years past. And it still happens, though, that uh, time Time will go by where I will not call my mother, right? So sometimes it's, I find myself like a week and a half and I'm like, oh my God, I haven't called my mother. And so, and interestingly, oftentimes when I find myself calling and talking on the phone, one of the first things that come out of my mouth is, oh mom, it's good to hear your voice. We just heard probably one of the shortest gospel passages proclaimed in the celebration of the liturgy, right? It was from John's gospel. And uh, of course, almost uh, we we hear one piece of John's gospel related to this celebration, the fourth week of Easter, and this has been characterized as Good Shepherd Sunday. And so this fourth week of Easter, celebrating the Good Shepherd, always hearing some passage, and this is one of the briefest and the shortest. And yet it has such depth to it, such comfort to it, such connection to it. Now remember, all during this Easter season, I've been talking about the scriptural writers. I've been talking about the New Testament writers and particularly talking about the gospel writers and the four gospel writers. And I've been trying to express and to share that that really the, the gospel writers are not not accounting a picture of the exact historical Jesus, but these gospel writers, each of them has written a number of generations after Jesus has died and rose from the dead. It's probably the gospel writers never knew or actually saw or walked or heard actually Jesus himself in his historic time in those first few years of that first century, right? This is generations later. And so they are recounting glimpses and experiences and teachings and healings of the Jesus who walked the earth and in his historical sense, but they're doing so also and probably more profoundly from their experience of that risen Lord in their lives. 
And so they know the risen Lord and are writing and reflecting back about the historical Lord. Now, John's gospel, once again, that we heard today, the Good Shepherd passage, is probably the last of the gospels written, probably the late 90s. And so this is like what? 60 years, three, four generations after Jesus died and rose. And so these gospel writers or this gospel writer um, is in in this community of John that's writing this gospel down is accounting the experience of Jesus risen from the dead and reflecting back on his historical Jesus. Now, think what that means for this passage. The gospel passage begins by saying, they hear my voice. I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life. How do you think 60 years after Jesus died and rose, they heard the voice of Jesus? Remember, it's not the historical Jesus, right? Right? None of them probably heard the actual voice of the historical Jesus. So how's this community, this writer of John's gospel or writers, whatever, the community that's writing it, how are they hearing the voice of Jesus? And not only how are they hearing, how are they knowing? How are they following? And how are they experiencing life and eternal life? Because it's the risen Jesus. And they're doing so within their communities. They're doing so in the experiences they have of that Christian, that body of Christ, that Christian community that's happening multiple generations after. And the reason, again, why that is so significant and so important is because that's how you and I experience God's voice the Lord's voice as well. That's how we know him. That's how we follow. And that's how we experience eternal life through him as well. The same as it was for these churches, this early church, those who are writing the scriptures and the gospels is the way it is for us. And so how is it that you and I are hearing Christ's voice? I would challenge you to think about and imagine it's in the midst of this loving community as well. In the midst of your family, in the midst of this parish, certainly not always perfect, right? But but it's happening right here and right now. Most of us learn to experience the voice of the Lord and to follow probably first and primarily through our parents through, hey mom, it's great to hear your voice, right? Through grandparents, through guardians in our lives. Again, not always perfect, but but that's where we start to hear. Then it continues on as we grow through teachers, through coaches, through, through members of the parish community and other families. Then it continues in our lives through all kinds of people and experiences of anybody probably who is not living for themselves but are doing something and living for others 
and living for us, right? People who are not living for themselves, but are living for me or living for you and living for others. And when we experience in that in our lives, what is happening is we're being uh, shared, not just the human voice, but we're hearing somehow this voice of God's love, this voice of God's call. And then, of course, we know as well, it continues on in other ways, in the scriptures that are written for us, in the celebration of the Eucharist, within our own prayer lives, within our own joys and struggles of our life events, and trying to navigate them, especially with the people that we love and within the context of faith. So the early church, John's Gospel, is writing that they're hearing the voice and following, and it's probably very similar the way you and I are able to hear God's voice, God's call, God's care as well. So for you, something to reflect about for you this week. Who and through whom have you heard the voice of God calling? The Good Shepherd, others who were living not for themselves, but for you, who were loving you and guiding you and encouraging you and challenging you. Who were those voices in your life? The voice of the risen Lord in our midst. And not only that, not only how have you heard the voice, but think about it. You're part of the body of Christ too. You're part of living and loving and self-giving for others too. How have you been the voice of Christ and the risen Lord for others? Yes, it's good to hear your voice. Together, let us please stand as we profess one faith. I believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things are made for us men and for our salvation. He came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary. Amen. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of them in the life of the world to come. Amen. Trusting the power of risen life among us, we bring our needs and prayers of petitions before our loving God. 
our response this week is, Come, resurrected Jesus. For a deepening of praise and faith in the hearts of all the baptized, we pray, Come, Come resurrected, resurrected Jesus. Jesus. For an end to the war in Ukraine, and for all who suffer from the wounds of war all over the world, we pray, Come, resurrected, resurrected Jesus. That all mothers receive blessing, support, and grace to fulfill their vocation with love, we pray. Come, resurrected Jesus. For all the unborn, young children, families, and those on the margins, that they may receive increased support and recognition of their dignity, we pray. Come, risen Jesus. For all those on our prayer request list in the bulletin, that their pain and suffering be eased by our prayers, we pray. Come, Come resurrected Jesus. Jesus. We go forth for a robust respect, embrace, and support of life from conception to natural death, we pray. Come, Come resurrected Jesus. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Donald Hickley, Louis Moorhead, and Cynthia Piso. May they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. Come, Come resurrected Jesus. Jesus. We remember today Irene Niziel and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts. We pray. Come, Come resurrected, resurrected Jesus. Jesus. Calling on the loving intercession of our patron and mother, we pray. Hail, Hail Mary, Mary, full of, full of grace, grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, Queen of Peace, pray for us. Please be seated. Our hymn for the presentation of the gifts is The King of Love My Shepherd Is, number 712.
with Christ in one another, we offer our gifts in lives. Pray, sisters and brothers, my sacrifice and yours will be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Grant, we pray, O Lord, that we will always find delight in these Paschal mysteries so that renewed, so that the renewal constantly at work within us may be cause for our unending joy through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just. It is our duty and salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, but this time above all to laud you more gloriously when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. With the old order destroyed, a universe cast down is renewed, and integrity of life is restored to us in Christ. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land and people exult. We join the heavenly powers and angelic host, singing together the unending hymn of your glory as we acclaim. holy to be glorified, O God, for you love the human race and you always walk with us this journey of life. Blessed indeed is your Son who is present in our midst. And as he once did for his disciples and so now for us, he opens the scriptures and breaks the bread. Therefore, Father most merciful, send forth your Holy Spirit, sanctify these gifts of bread and wine, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed, he entered willingly into his passion. He took bread, said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, again giving thanks, gave it to his disciples, saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me.
again. Therefore, Holy Father, we celebrate the memorial of Christ your Son, our Savior, whom you led through his passion and death on the cross, to the glory of the resurrection and whom you've seated at your right hand. We proclaim the work of your love until he comes again and offer you the bread of life, the chalice of blessing. Look with favor on this oblation of your church in which we show forth the paschal sacrifice of Christ that has been handed on to us. Grant that through the power of the spirit of your love, we may be counted now and until the day of eternity among the members of your son in whose body and blood we have communion. Lord, renew your church, which is in Mary, Queen of Peace, parish, which is in our diocese, our country, and our world. Renew it by the light of the gospel. Strengthen the bonds of unity between the faithful and the pastors of the people, together with Francis, our Pope, David, our Bishop, the whole order of bishops, that your people may stand in a world torn by strife as a prophetic sign of unity and concord. Remember our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the peace of Christ, all the dead whose faith you alone have known. Admit them to rejoice in the light of your face and in the fullness of resurrection, give them the fullness of life. Grant also to us when our earthly pilgrimage is done that we will come to the eternal dwelling place to live with you forever. There in communion with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Saint Joseph, her blessed spouse, the apostles, the martyrs, and with all the saints, we shall praise and exalt you through Jesus Christ, your Son. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Trusting in the power of the Father and the kingdom with Christ and in the power of the Spirit, we together pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from all evil. Graciously grant peace in our day. That by the help of your mercy, we may be free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom and the power. When the disciples were lost and fearful because of the loss of their friend Jesus, he came into their midst after rising from the dead and spoke words of peace to them and speaks those same words to us as we gather. The peace of the Lord be with you. Let us turn and offer to one another some sign of Christ's peace.
resurrection and the life. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy. You should enter under my roof. For those who are not able to be with us right now, we offer an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are in the blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I long for you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart, as though you have already come. I embrace you and unite myself entirely to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Please join in our communion hymn, Ave Maria, number 891.
together, let us please stand and let us pray. Look upon your flock, kind shepherd, and be pleased to settle in eternal pastures the sheep that you have redeemed by the precious blood of your son. For he lives and reigns forever and ever. Just a reminder, the opening announcements, there should be Genesis of Pittsburgh that supports uh, mothers um, collecting at the doors, and there is the fashion show raffle and baskets in the back as well. And we have a special blessing for mothers. If your wife or your mother or someone you can put a hand on or lay a hand on as I do this prayer of blessing for moms. So motherhood is a great gift that's manifest in mothers and women in many ways. Good and gracious God, we thank you today for the gift of motherhood brought to perfection in our Holy Mother Mary, the Queen of Peace. We ask you to bless all mothers who show your face to the world through their love. We ask you to comfort those who bear the pain of losing a child and those for whom motherhood is a broken dream. Bless with your peace those who mourn the loss of their mothers or suffer wounds from mothers' imperfections. Bless all the women who share a mother's love with those who are not their own children. Give a spirit of gratitude for those who have been mothers to us and help us, the children of their bodies and hearts, to return the love they have graciously given to us. Through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Go in peace. Alleluia. Alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Alleluia. Please join in our closing hymn, At the Lamb's High Feast We Sing, number 536. Side. 